What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the e-commerce unlocked podcast, where you know that we cut the fluff and uh, we just talk about all the things and strategies and tactics and all the good stuff around e-commerce stuff that you can take into your business and uh, do better. So, and that's what we're trying to do. We're just trying to do better. So, we got a bunch of, uh, as, you know, as promised, we got a bunch of uh, Black Friday, Cyber Monday nuggets for you. Things that uh, that we saw, that we did, that we shouldn't have done uh this this bfcm so emerson what what'd you do like let, let's tell tell me how it went what were your thoughts on uh black friday this year i think it went pretty well in general she, kind of, she has a hair extension business so i kind of help along with uh with some of that stuff and uh, yeah it was surprisingly well i say it's a our niche is a little bit different than, than most like consumer like the typical consumer we don't have a, a niche market that we go for but it was a record-breaking one this year um, for us. So that was, that was pretty exciting uh, to see sales come in. And this year, we kind of emphasized, like, hey, we'll, we're doing some some discounting for sure. Um, but it wasn't, like, the typical 30%, 40% discount on on, on stuff. Uh, we mm-hmm. kind of kept it around, like, 10 I think the biggest discount we had was 15% on kind of some slow-mover products. Um, but saw some some good sales numbers come through and, and everything from there. So I was, I was pretty stoked. Mm-hmm. What about you, Steve? How do you do? Uh, it was good. It's good. Actually, you know, at this point I'm still, I, I kind of extended the sale, um, just so that I could get, you know, squeeze a few more out, uh, a few more sales in there. Um, but no, it, overall it was good. And I've got some external things that are kind of affecting the business right now. So that's, I would say that's one reason it wasn't, uh, our blowout biggest year yet, but I've had issues with manufacturers, new product and, um, you know, having new stuff in stock and having, you know, overstock on, on certain items that don't sell well. And so it was, it, it's an interesting year for me. I'll, I'll wrap it up there, but, uh, I guess in all in all, what I did, uh, we did do some discounts. We did some, you know, 30 to 60% off. So we did some heavier discounts cause we, you know, I've got product that is like four years old and within the kind of fashion clothing industry, like that's too old. Like we, we don't want yeah. that stuff. So, I mean, 60% is probably almost not enough for me to discount at this point. Like there's some of it that I just need to get out. And uh, in those scenarios, I probably need to probably lean on like a warehouse sale or something like that. But in the end, like it was a great, great BFCM. Like I saw some really good movement. Um, it, it shocks me. It doesn't shock me, but every year it's funny how, you can start a sale super early. You can do early Black Friday. You can do October sales. Like you can just start it really early, but nothing yeah. beats Black Friday. Like people are ready to spend on Black Friday. Like give me my, just take my money, you know? And it's, it's kind of the mentality on Black Friday. Like I know a lot of people that are just like scouring, like, okay, what am I going to like, what crap do I need to buy this year that I don't even know about, you know? <laughs> I was the same so way. It's, we are, it's just different. My brother it was Friday and we were just like, okay, what are we going to buy? Like we got to buy something. It's Black Friday. So we like legit just all sat around for like a half hour and just scrolled the internet trying to buy stuff. And that's just what happens yeah. on Black Friday. But uh, it's yeah, yeah, totally it's, what it's happens. And it's, it's kind of uh, some brands are getting ousted right now uh, by saying that they're running these sales, but it's the exact same price. I don't know if you noticed that. Um, mm. I've seen some memes of, yeah. of Target doing that, like saying, hey, Black Friday price. And they pull oh, the uh, the card from behind and it's the, the just the normal price, the normal Target price. They're exactly the same. They just covered it with a Black Friday <laughs> little sign. Um, and so some, oh, no some bigger brands are getting roasted. Yeah, they're getting roasted right now, which uh, I, don't, I don't recommend that. Like be straight. Um, I also noticed on Amazon, like I added a bunch of stuff to my cart in like November and October, early November. 
and uh, just kept an eye on them, like just seeing like how the prices change it, changed, oh, interesting. And, like when they went on sale. And um, I actually found it's kind of interesting. There were a handful of products that two weeks before went up by 50% in price. And then oh, Black Friday yeah. comes and they discount down to a few dollars more than what they were in October. No so, way. Kind of shady. You yeah. just do this manually? You little... it or what'd you do? Okay. Yeah, just manually. Like I, I just added a bunch of stuff to my to my wish list and to my, my shopping cart. And just like I checked them every couple of days because there are things that I needed for like some projects around the house and just random stuff that I've kind of had my eye on. And then uh, just kind of watched it. And I will say it was the ones with like the no-name brands that were doing this, just like the Amazon onlys that, that were playing this mm-hmm. game. It wasn't anybody that like actually had a strong brand that had an e-commerce, e-commerce D2C brand kind of business. Um, I didn't see anybody doing that um, if they actually had like a reputable brand, but it was like these kind of no-namers on Amazon that are playing this game. So watch out, like totally happens. Interesting. And yeah, no, that's, uh, yeah that's so crazy. I, I that. I would say one of the uh, things that was crazy this um, this year was I saw Bed Bath & Beyond crush it this year as far as like their discounts and deals. Like I don't shop well, on they're, Bed Bath They're bankrupt. They gotta, they're just yeah, fire they selling everything. <laughs> yeah, but I was really surprised. I uh, bought a new mini split AC for my office here um, and <laughs> it was like almost a hundred bucks cheaper on Bed Bath & Beyond than it was on Amazon for the same product. Um, and it was faster delivery too. And I was like, wow, interesting. Wow. So there's, there's I some crazy deals that. going on. And I, I looked up, I was like, okay, this one item is there. I looked up, I was like, okay, I was on some like vacuums, some coffee makers, um, some like mixers, just like random stuff. I was like, let's go down the line. And I would probably say like, uh, maybe of the maybe 10 items I found, probably like three of them were cheaper on Bed Bath & Beyond um, than they were on, um, on Amazon. Shipping on there too. So um, interesting. Amazon's not always the cheapest, but I thought it was really, and they, these are like, these are household name items. So I know, I understand Overstock bought Bed Bath & Beyond. So I'm sure there's like liquidation practices or something that, that might be going on in some form or another, but I was just really surprised um, mm-hmm. that these were name brand, like like shark vacuums, um, uh, Castaway, AC units, like stuff like that, that were discounted more on, on, on Bed Bath & Beyond. So, that one kind of got me by surprise, but I was stoked for it. I was like, hey, I'll save money where I can for sure. That's great. What did you end up doing for uh, for your stuff on, on Black Friday? You said you didn't discount too heavily. Um, what, what did work for you guys? So, yeah, I guess it was funny because uh, – so I like to break up my um, my sales a little bit and kind of do di- three, three-ish different periods, like, you know, the pre-Black Friday, the Black Friday, Cyber Monday, and then the holiday sale. And um, – the pre-Black Friday was okay. Uh, I've I've done better in the past um, with like doing specific promos. And what I've seen that works really well is like, hey, we're doing a discount on this specific product. And then giving people like the assurance that it's not going to be any cheaper on Black Friday. Like that's been important. Mm-hmm. Like letting people know like this is the biggest discount of the year. I had one brand that I, that I uh, bought from and they were doing like this big pre-Black Friday. So I was like, great, cool. Like I'm going to buy. They gave me a credit. Like, so it was really good. You know, I, I went and bought two days later, I get an email. They went from 60% off to 80% off. And I'm like, Whoa, oh my gosh. like what the heck? Seriously. And then that there were like three other things that my wife bought that the exact same thing happened. They're like, why? Well, it just kind of creates this anxiety of like, is this the best deal? Like, is it really the best deal or should I wait till black Friday? And that's why I think people just on black Friday, like, okay, this is it. This is the peak. Like it's not going to get cheaper mm-hmm. than this. So I'm going for it. And so, yeah, I, 
Oh, no, I was just going to say with my brand, like I try to be very clear with people that like, this is the biggest deal. Um, but the, the first way that I messaged the, uh, the sale didn't quite land. So I changed the, the wording on the mm -hmm. sale and I didn't, I didn't discount anything more. So I started kind of out with like a 35% off and then on some products. And then I ended up taking other products and discounting them up to 60%. So like my more mm -hmm. like low, slower movers, my, my C stock stuff. And I dropped those to 60% so that I could then start messaging like up to 60% off. And that got more eyeballs. And so it, maybe to some of my customers, it might've seemed that I changed my discount, but I didn't change my discount on anything at all. Like I just discounted certain products more. Um, and mm -hmm. so in the end, like if somebody bought November 4th, they would have gotten the exact same discount on on December or on November. Uh, what what was Black Friday, the twenty sixth? Twenty sixth, right? Well, I think. It was and so, yeah, that. I think it was a big learning. Yeah, I think what's interesting about the discounts of it is brands definitely have to be conscious of that of what I have a discount at what price when. Because um, I think it's pretty heavily on you, like you're saying, like if you're emailing someone and just bought an item a couple of days later that it's discounted more, like you got to have that, that sequence mm -hmm. broken up in your email. If you're going to do that, you don't want to highlight, Hey, I saw you just bought this. We actually have a better deal for you now because you're going to get yeah. emails back saying like, Hey, I'm going to screw you. Like I want price, price matches. And then you get into battle with your customer. Um, mm -hmm. I thought it was interesting. I had the reverse, which is kind of like some blankets um, and, put them in my cart and I was like, Hey, I'm just going to wake. So I put these in my cart and I didn't do a pre pre black Friday deal. And I was like, okay, I'm going to wait till black Friday. I'll put it in my cart and on black Friday rolls around and I buy it. And one of the items, the blankets was already on sale, just on a normal site sale. just like going things in and out. And then I had one, I was like, I want to see if it's, on, it's black Friday. I'm going to keep them both in my cart and see what happens. And the item that was on sale went full price during black Friday. And the other item that was, I was waiting to go on sale, barely went down a little bit. So it would have been cheaper if I bought it pre-Black Friday. And I thought that was kind of interesting. I was like, that was a weird thing to put, because I think they said they have weekly sales, I guess, on their site. And I guess the week ended. And so it went back to normal price for whatever reason. And mm -hmm. I was like, this is a really interesting concept, even with like all these discounts. So it didn't cause any issues. I still bought it or whatever. Um, but I just thought I was like, oh, dang, I should have bought it earlier. But on Black Friday, I actually got a worse deal. <laughs> so I thought that was interesting. Yeah. No, that was... <laughs> Interesting strategy. We have a special sale. Everything's full price. Everything's full price. Like, oh wow, you got that would be a fun <laughs> if I had I really want to start I really want to do a brand that's just like you do everything you're not supposed to do and it just like you don't care about the brand and you just do shenanigans like that. I think that'd be awesome, Mark. Like big announcement, no sale this Black Friday, like everything full price. Like that'd be so fun to do a brand like that. <laughs> Black Friday, everything's twice as expensive. Oh, just yeah, to see exactly. how many how many people out there don't read anything and actually charge. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, no, it's. Uh, I uh, I'm definitely a fan. I, I agree with you. You need to segment if you're gonna change prices and do a better deal. Then segment and block out anybody who's already purchased. Um, mm -hmm. But there's still like that's an imperfect science in certain ways where like they might just come back to your store without getting an email and then uh, or maybe it'll slip through and you, you forgot the filter you set it up wrong and, and people are getting in and you'll get upset. So I, I always default to like the just don't discount more, you know, discount heavy mm -hmm. at front and kind of load it down as you get closer to the you know Christmas season. Um, but 
in the end, like if you are going to discount more, like make sure you're, you've got your segments built out because um, you don't want to have to go back and refund a bunch of customers or like, like the brands that, that discounted more, it got to the point where it's like, Hey, in order to ref, uh, return this, I got to pay for the shipping label, which is $6 and I could get it for $13. But then now I'm only making $6. It's only $6 cheaper. So is it worth my time to even do this? Now I'm just kind of upset at the brand, right? Like, yeah, it's probably not worth me going and returning it and, and, and getting a new, the, the, the new deal. Right. But now I just like, it, there's a bad taste in my mouth with the brand and like, you don't want that yeah. for your customers. So I would steer clear of that as best as possible. Um, anyway, the Another other things that worked for me. Oh yeah. No. Hit it. So one thing I thought that was interesting and this is on topic, off topic is if you're an Amazon seller, I don't fully understand if you're your own brand and you're on Amazon and you don't have your own website. I found that like having mm -hmm. a lot, because for some reason for me, I'm like, maybe because I just know the industry, I look for something on Amazon first and then I say, hey, if I can get it for the same price, I'd actually rather buy it from the brand's website. Maybe it's by my personal preference. I'm like, hey, if you have the same price and it's matched on your websites on Amazon, I usually will buy it from the merchant. Uh, just because like maybe because I just know the, the the economics of it, I'm like, cool, give them, let them have as much of the pie as they can instead of having Amazon take most of it. Um, but I was surprised. I, just, I bought a lot of clothing for my wife on Amazon. They're like Amazon brand, like Amazon only stores. And I thought that was really interesting. I was like, I feel like there's a huge opportunity to be omnichannel. Like if you're just on Amazon, it's the only place you can find yourself. I was just surprised how how often that was happening, especially in the pro industry. Oh, yeah. Um, opportunity lost there. Capitalize on I mean, there's traffic going both ways on it. People are going to see your Black Friday sale on your website and then go to Amazon because they want faster shipping, possibly. But it also goes the other way. So, just kind I have of a few friends that, that sell almost primarily on on Amazon and like millions of dollars a month in revenue. And uh, they they both the, the two that I'm thinking of right now they both have websites but they almost ignore them. Like they don't do anything with mm. them because they, they are Amazon sellers and that's where most of their revenue comes from. 95% of their revenue. So it's like to them, it's like not a big deal. So I'm sure a lot of these clothing brands or a lot of these brands that are just Amazon only, mm. just there's not, it's just too much work to get it. Yeah. Like they've, they've optimized for Amazon and it's just a lot of work to, to get it off of Amazon and into a, a D2C site. So um, yeah, kind of interesting uh, strategy though. I, I, tend towards like, yeah, you should definitely do that. And when I talk to my buddies about it, I'm like, guys, like, let me help you. Let's, let's get your, your <laughs> Shopify stores up and running. They're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good idea. And then they just like never do anything about it. Yeah. So that's it's, it's definitely just priorities and what you optimize for. They just don't know as much as far as like running a Shopify store versus Amazon. Like they know a million times more than me and they, they kill it. They do really well. So yeah. it is just kind of a different business strategy, but I wanted to kind of hit some things that, uh, well, did you see any like interesting like marketing? tactics or, or things that brands did anything that stood out i don't know anything come to mind i didn't see anything that was super crazy or creative that i can remember on, on top of my head um yeah no i've got no one way. thing um and it wasn't honestly not very creative not very like off the wall but it was an interesting trend that i haven't noticed in the past and i was talking to some other people that noticed the same thing and uh it was plain text emails so like these brands would be sending like, you know, the really, really pretty, you know, designed out image, heavy emails. And then they'd follow up with just a plain text, you mm. know, no images, just like, Hey, just want to let you know that like we're running our sale or like, Hey, this is the, like, we extended our sale. Like it was, they used a lot of different like messages, but it was really interesting to see that like, usually you get like one or two of those uh, from brands that maybe do it more or less often, but I got it from probably 12 brands that I kind of just follow oh, wow. and keep an eye on like 12, like way higher than normal 
I got plain text email. So I was like in the middle of Black Friday on Cyber Monday, I was like, hmm, I need to, I'm going to try this. So I wrote up <laughs> a plain text email, sent it out, and it performed 15 times better than my other emails. Interesting. Yeah. Oh, sorry. No, that's the wrong metric. Let me pull it back. Yeah, I'm, I'm lying to you. 50 times worse. Twice, <laughs> twice, as, twice as good. Uh, when, when coming to, to open rate, click rate, I, I doubled those with the plain text email. Granted, the plain text email, I can't attribute the open rate to the plain text email because people don't know it's plain text until they open it. So open rate doesn't matter. But the click-through rate did better. And mm -hmm. I got, I had a few extra links in there and they, the, the click-through rate doubled. Um, and then the other interesting thing is that, I, so I, I did something else. I kind of came in, this is pretty standard practice of, I, you know, I sent a text message to the people who showed interest. They... Um, you know, opened my text messages, but they didn't buy anything yet. So I targeted those guys specifically. And, you know, at the right time I sent them and said, Hey, like, you know, basically the message was like, Hey, you've been checking it out. It's not going to last much longer. Like just trying to be very, but a lot more targeted to these people, giving them like specific products and that kind of thing that like, Hey, maybe they had their eye on almost like an abandoned cart, but not really like as much more intentional abandoned cart for these people. And that's the one that performed 15 times better than all of my other campaigns. So it's, it's like doing these, these, um, these targeted follow-ups, uh, have been performing decently well for me. Like, you know, it, it's not just like a spray and pray kind of email the entire list. You definitely do that. I think I sent, oh, I don't know. I, I think I was around like 80 to a hundred thousand emails on black Friday alone. <laughs> No, I wasn't that high, but it was close. Um, and then like all these, and those did fine. Like they got traffic and they had some, some people buy, but then my more targeted messages performed better, like recommending specific products and to like specific people who've already shown behavior that like, Hey, they're interested in buying follow up with these guys. And, uh, and those all performed a lot better. So a lot of this standard practice stuff, I think the kind of thing off the wall was the plain text email, seeing that across the board, maybe not across the board, but like way more, way, way more than I've ever seen in the past. So, and it performed well for me too. So I'd say if you haven't tried that as a brand, give it a try. It's kind of interesting. Um, I also changed the from name instead of just being my brand name. I said, Alyssa from brand name. Um, yeah. So kind of a more personal note, try to make it more personalized. Yeah. And I think it's, uh, I've seen that a few times before and I, I you know, from experience, that I just barely had. I'm going to keep messing around with it, but I think it, it performs. I think I, I've recently been, gained experience. My my recently gained experience. Uh, it's been performing decent, so it's kind of an interesting thing. Um, and then uh, let's see, I, Emerson. I want to know who who is the winner of Black Friday for you? Which brand did it the best? The winner, 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 chicken dinner. At least for me, where I spent my most money in that regard was probably built basics clothing. Okay. For me, that's why I spent much of my money. On that, but what I would say, what I noticed was their Black Friday sale wasn't really anything different than their normal sales at the same time. No, Just in the, I, a, I follow them, and it was the same thing since since yeah. uh, October. Forever. Yeah, yeah. For, since forever. Yeah. So, so I was like, I was like, okay, I want to go to stuff and throw away, and I was like, this is the same deal. As always, they just changed the name, but I still was like, I'm the new guy, I'll buy it. And so yeah. I, think I saw that a lot with more brands though. I didn't see as heavy discounts as I usually see. I feel, mm -hmm. I think that definitely like brands kind of held to it a little bit more, like uh, maybe just because the inventory scares of the past or whatever. Um, they held to it. And I think, and buyers still came and bought. Um, yeah. So I, hopefully this was like a, lear a, a good a learning from the industry of like, okay, if you have the, the product people want, they'll pay for it. 
mm-hmm. stick to your, your price. I mean, discounting maybe a little bit helps for sure. Um, yeah. But yeah, I thought that was really, really interesting. Yeah, I would say that um, I kind of noticed that too. Like lower discounts didn't seem to be as heavy as in some years past. And uh, I think it kind of comes to like with the economic like uncertainty that a lot of e-com businesses are feeling. But then it like it seemed to turn out pretty good for for this mm-hmm. Black Friday and sales sales still went well. And so the, that was a trick question that I gave you. Uh, which brand oh. did it best? And who who's well? I guess who's the winner? Um, I'd say uh, Shopify is the winner. Shopify wins. Shopify. They <laughs> they yeah. What the report shows, their peak sales per minute was four point two million dollars per minute. Ah, um, four, yeah. Sixty one million consumers uh, purchased on Shopify over the weekend. Um, that's just nuts. crazy. Did you see the live yeah. tracker that they had for BFCM? Yeah, that was sick in Vegas. Yeah, that was cool. No, was well, yeah, home or just on their website. Yeah, yeah just on their like, like website. Right I I kept pulling it up just to see like kind of because it's always interesting. Like that's an aggregated number, and so seeing like what are people most active? And I think it was twelve oh one p.m. on Black Friday was the highest mm-hmm. volume of purchases uh, of the entire, and that's Eastern time. So. Um, but that that was pretty cool to see that like that's when people are buying the most. I'd say that's in that time frame, give or take a few hours. Like that was when I was the busiest uh, with sales uh, and that kind of thing. That's just when people are ready to buy. You know, they woke up finally. You know, they they slept through the Thanksgiving thing, and uh, you know, <laughs> just everybody's buying around noon, around lunchtime. Uh, yep. No, that's definitely uh, that was really interesting. I'm glad they put the report um, out. That's what I was really highlighting and really good to see from yeah. the industry. I think the industry as a whole is like the benchmark. It's like, okay, cool. E-commerce, like we're, we're stable. We're, we're, we're doing this. So I think that was awesome. Um, my winner, the brand that did it the best, man, I've got a few that I, uh, that I bought from that I really liked. Um, but I'm just going to throw uni out there. Um, mm. I, I, I bought an uni over the, it was a Christmas <laughs> present to myself that my, um, that I'm not supposed to know about, but you know, I, I feel like they did a good job, <laughs> ran a good sale, <laughs> not too dis, not too steep, but uh, steep enough to make me buy. So, yeah, it was a good balance. So, anyway, that's uh, that's our recap on uh, Black Friday, Cyber Monday. Emerson, anything you want to sign off with? Anything we forgot? No. Can't wait to see what happens next year. Let's crash it. All right. Yeah, let's let's wrap it up. Don't forget to do your uh maybe write in your journal, take some uh, oh. some takeaways, some things that you think about right now, like, oh crap, I should have done that, or like you saw another brand do it. Like write those things down so that next year when you start prepping your Black Friday sales, you can go back to it and be like, Oh yeah, totally forgot about that. I need to do that. That's a uh, that that's that's something that we're gonna give to you as homework. And uh, that's the pod. We'll see you on the next one. Thank you.